And welcome once again to another edition of Mets at the Movies, the podcast that talks about movies from celluloid to digital and everything in between. And on today's special episode, we're going to be talking Star Wars, but a very specific Star Wars movie, maybe one you've never heard of or if you have never seen. And to do that, I've got a special guest with me, uh, internet sensation, I think, well, because of your, you know, your animated and your and your cartoon at one point, uh, you know, you were you were pretty big on the internet, right? Yeah, for like 30 seconds, but, you know, I prefer to keep it on the down low. Well, that's why that's why we're going to we're going to talk talk about Star Wars today and that's it. So, as you heard, I have my good friend Jay with me today. Welcome, Jay. Thank you. I am here now. <laughs> is this your first podcast you've ever done? It is because I don't like talking, so this will be interesting. Well, at least we're going to be talking about a subject that is pretty like close to your heart. I would say you're 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 a fan of Star Wars, is that correct to say? That is putting it mildly, yes. Well, seeing as you are wearing a Force Awakens t-shirt and a Han Solo hoodie right now, mm-hmm. I think this is only perfect, that uh, a perfect attire for what we're going to be talking about today. I would agree. I would agree. And you're welcome for not coming in full costume. Well, that's okay. It wouldn't have, my, my, wouldn't have bothered me. I would have th- thrown on my uh, Wookiee hoodie to get in the mood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I noticed that you didn't, though. So, alas. Well, no, I didn't. I failed. I'm sorry. But... I have seen the Star Wars movie before, and the specific Star Wars movie we're going to be talking about is the Ewok Adventures Caravan of Courage. Now, I've seen this movie before. Uh, Jay, this was your first time watching this. Overall, what is your what is your overall opinion of Caravan of Courage? I have some questions as to whether it qualifies as a movie. <laughs> um, I know you said you cover like celluloid to digital, and I don't... I don't know exactly what that was, but made-for-TV specials count too. At one point, as you, at, at one point, you mentioned that it was released on DVD, so it would have been a digital copy, kind of. Kind of. I mean, okay. I mean, I'm with you. Uh, it was. It happened. It was about 90 minutes. It felt like about two and a half hours in my brain because there were parts of that movie that were taking its sweet, sweet time. Oh, it was it was taken forever. It took like legit 45 minutes until the caravan started. And we didn't even have all of our our uh, caravanners with them. They were still missing people. They were still missing people. And by people, we mean Ewoks, because this is an Ewok adventure. And yet, our main characters were humans. This is Star Wars. This is how this works. It's always got to be humans. Always messing things up in the Star Wars universe. But at least it wasn't a Skywalker family messing things up this time. Yeah, but the Skywalkers really own my heart. If it's not Skywalkers, like, messing up the galaxy, like, is it really Star Wars? Like, is if John Williams is there, is it really Star Wars? Like, it is, but I was missing that John Williams score, man. I was I was missing it. Yeah, but this, this score was pure 80s, though. It was beautifully 80s. It was super 80s, and I, I liked it, but it didn't make my heart hurt in the best way. <laughs> So if you've never seen this movie, we're t- again, we're talking about Star Wars Ewok Adventure Caravan of Courage, Which long title. If you haven't seen it, that isn't necessarily a bad thing. Clearly, we have two different opinions on this t- topic. What ends up happening is we have this random family that uh, we don't even know their last names. We don't even know the names of the parents. We just know them as mommy and daddy. Uh, Again, I don't even think their names are mentioned through the entire film. And this family uh, crash lands on um, Forest Moon of Endor, Farthest Moon of Endor, The Moon of Endor. I don't think I think we're still confused about this. 
were confused, but I've embraced it. I think it's just going to be one of those things. Like, I could look it up, but honestly, I'm at peace with not ever knowing for sure, you know? And a good chunk of the end didn't even happen in a forest, so it's fair to say farthest. Or whatever you prefer. They had to caravan for quite a while to get to the rocks, though, so. And they had definitely courage while they were caravanning. Yeah. I mean, debatable, but yeah. (laughs) Now unfortunately these the, this family does end up uh crash la- landing on the moon and uh the parents are kidnapped by some strange giant monster that uh seems to be terrifying the area and we're left with the two kids mace that's that's right there is a character named mace in the star wars universe before mace windu so samuel jackson you may have had the first purple lightsaber but you weren't the first mace how does that make you feel? And the young one, Sindel, who is probably a little too young, as, as, as you mentioned, a little too young to be on, on this car- caravan. She was like four or maybe five, and they kept talking about how Ewoks went to this place and never came back, presumably because they died violent and horrible deaths, and they're like, oh, we're going on this caravan, great, make sure we bring the very small child with us. What a brilliant plan. Now, luckily enough... These two kids are uh, found by Wicked and his family. Um, Deej was the father. I don't remember the two brothers' names or the mother. If you're going to quiz me on their names, I will not. Pass, oh, I, I'm so. not going to quiz because I, I I don't even. I'll probably remember them. Like I was trying to remember through the credits, like what their name was, or during the scene when they were all given gifts. I I couldn't remember their names at all. I just remember Deej because of Full House. Yeah. I also think you may have messed up the order a little bit because the parents weren't kidnapped until they came back and their kids were gone. So I think they were just off like searching for help or food because then they came back to the space shuttle and they're like, oh no, our children are not here. And they were sad. And then they were kidnapped. And then they, and then they, or they went somewhere. They went quite a distance. Yeah. Why was this, why was this giant monster even out in this area? Because this, this was like a good like five days trek. I mean, it was hungry. As you mentioned, it was chewing on a bone that had no meat on it. So that's how hungry it was. That's how hungry it, it was. It, it, it <laughs> ate the meat and then it just went for the bone. So it, it was hungry, I guess. Listen, we shouldn't examine the logic of this movie too intensely because we will be here for a very long time. That's exactly what this purpose is. Examine Star Wars Caravan of Courage and why they were so courageous. Mm-hmm. But luckily, none enough though we are reintroduced to the uh, wicked family and uh, still played by um, warwick davis though which i like at, at this so he's reprising his role he's like anthony daniels nobody's taking that role from him he's gonna play it till the end i gotta give him credit for that yeah yeah good times <laughs> <laughs> Now we come to find find out that uh, little Sindel unfortunately is sick, and uh, the family has to, or the uh, Ewok family has to, you know, their nurturing ability comes and helps heal 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 the kids. They give them medicine, they run out of medicine, and then they have to go on a on a small voyage, not a full caravan van, van yet. It's just a small voyage to go and get some uh, medicine, and then. Uh, 
you know, she gets she gets healed. They realize they they fi- finally find out where the parents are. They get a group 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 of Ewoks together, and they go in, and they go and they save the parents. But that's just touching the, the, the that that's just scratching the surface. There's a lot going on. Now, one thing that you caught that I actually didn't catch the first time was when they were going to get medicine, the older brother saw this little creature in a, in, in a tree. He goes to t- touch it, and he gets his right arm grabbed and pulled in. And they have to free him. But then when they're healing him, they're healing his left hand. Well, his right arm shirt is still scratched up. Yeah, I mean, that was obviously a continuity problem but i'm also already trying to justify it in my head that maybe he took some swings at the sharp teeth and banged up his other hand in the process it's not it's not a flawless theory but i'm working on it well one thing i'm gonna say about that kid is i hated him everything he did through this entire film was mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake first he tried to first he, he almost killed the the ewoks in the space spaceship and then literally like three seconds later after being hogtied and dragged to to their village he's like buddies with them asking for help then he screws up there when they're trying to get the medicine and he gets attacked then he throws the rock away that was given to him for the caravan then he touches the water and gets pulled in prior to that he takes sindel leaves the village and gets attacked by this giant monster and they have to sleep in a tree then he climbs up into the cage to to save his parents instead of throwing the rope up and having them climb 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 down like literally the only thing this kid did right was at the very end is throw the axe i think we could i could find a couple more things he did okay at if I tried, like, he's like, I will look out for my my little sister. It's like, I will protect you. I'm like, all right, I'll give you a point there. But overall, he's making some questionable decisions and making them quickly and without thought, which, I mean, I guess a traumatized, you know, whatever, 15-year-old would be likely to do. But he doesn't seem to learn from his mistakes because he continues to make them pretty aggressively. And when, he, like, it becomes known that he... He dropped the rock because he didn't value his, you know, gift rock. And it's like, oh, no, he doesn't have this special rock. And then one of, you know, and then our good friend Wicked is like, here is the rock. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks. And then immediately turns to like, what am I going to do with this? And it's like, could you like just wait for three seconds and use your brain that maybe this is important? But no, no, he can't. I also like the idea that. At one point before they go on their caravan, they're all given gifts. Oh, yeah, that's another time when he has to, to do the test oh, to yeah. see whether the, 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 the female mage will join their quest. He, the, the, the little, the, the stone or, or rock or not rock or stone, the uh, crystal. crystal, crystal, that's it, turns into a lizard and he throws it on the ground and says, this is stupid. Let's leave. Like you literally just like this was like a 30 seconds prior to this that you just had this conversation honestly the little girl you say we both agree that the little girl probably shouldn't have been on this trip but she probably did more for this caravan than he did no no she by did a much, long shot she did much more to actually keep the plot moving forward which was an interesting choice um it's just interesting that mace didn't seem to learn because usually when you have a character make mistake after mistake after mistake they learn at some point like they learn something 
And but he didn't even learn his like useful axe throwing skill because he already had that when he joined the caravan. Like so he's just he just had to wait for his moment, I guess. I guess that's the point of this glorious movie is to wait for your moment. Now here's a qu- question I wanted to ask you. Uh-huh. Who is a more annoying character? Mace from this movie or Anakin Skywalker from Attack of the Clones? I will defend Anakin Skywalker from Attack of the Clones till the day I die. So, um, I believe that Mace in this in this movie made worse decisions. He was a worse character and he annoyed me far more than Anakin Skywalker did in episode two, even though I really don't like Anakin in in episode two. And I just want to constantly throw sand at him. Okay, see, now I'm applying this lovely Caravan of Courage movie into my middle Star Wars movie theory about what that movie is supposed to do, which is like, you have to isolate the main character, character in the worst way for them. And then have them, you know, learn about the darkness within themselves and then learn something super devastating. I'm not sure if that actually applies beyond the isolation thing, because this character is isolated in a way that is particularly devastating to them. I'd but, have, but I'd have Mace, to ponder this. But Mace himself, but he's not as the, you said, he doesn't learn a- anything. He doesn't learn anything. And he, even when, like, he just causes problems after problems after problems. And what I find even funnier about this is when they were given all the gifts, Wicked was given the magical stick. And that stick only came in handy when they had to free Mace from the river, which would have meant that if Mace didn't go near that lake or the pond and gets sucked in, there was no need for that stick at all. So the fact that that Ewok wizard gave him the stick knew that this stupid kid was going to get himself in trouble when they got to this pond. But do they actually use their like their headdresses, their multicolored no. headdresses? Because those don't come in handy in the way that the other like three tools do none of the tools only two of the tools come in are 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 legitimately important no i'd say three i would say the rock which turned which that's the least important one (laughs) again i think the stick is the least important because because the rock had the had had the arrow in it or the magnetic arrow that led them to an obvious Cave. cave which they had to blast a rock off which i question that theory but we're not going to go into that unless we want to. And then I think the crystal came in handy the most. Yeah, that's the most Like that useful. legit had a purpose there for everything. It got the spider. It got the rock down from the ceiling. Like it legit had a purpose. It turned into both a lizard and a mouse for some reason. Yeah, that, that was the test because mouse, because mice are more, more important in this universe than lizards. Yeah, that's, you pass, a lizard is a fail and yeah. a mouse is a fail pass exactly i don't totally understand why but that's fine because we will just accept that that is true exactly and then the stick i think was the least important because if he never went to that pond that stick you wouldn't need the stick like literally as the kid was going in the pond wicked was using that stick as a golf club and maybe that was super important we don't know if if our other theory is that the sister is much more important than Mace, maybe that golf learning in the background was actually the most important thing that was happening in that scene. I'm curious how she knows about golf. Like, this makes me think, like, is golf, like, are there, are there types of golf or even cricket? You know what? It, no, it wasn't cricket. It was, uh, 
um what's that game you playing like croquet yes that's what it wasn't golf it was space croquet they were playing space croquet it all makes sense what it was and i also you know again the the the, to me at least the the least importantness of that stick was just before they used it they were using it as a croquet mallet and that's at least that's my order i would say the least would be the stick then the rock slash magnetic arrow then the crystal at the very top that's at least my order and then the head headdresses again i don't even know why i guess ewoks just really like like outfits and design and you know make their stuff look pretty because they gave one to sindel at the end yeah because of what was it love and loyalty and there was a third thing. i think it was friendship was it friendship i think it was friendship okay well i, I obviously didn't learn the lesson of this movie well enough well, neither did they, because right, right, right before they, like the narrator actually said, you know, and, and how did it go? And they knew the, and, and they already knew the lesson. Oh yeah. The thing they knew all along. Yeah. The th- yeah. The lessons they knew all along, friendship, love and, or friendship, love and courage, you know, was, was the most powerful forces in the, in the gal- galaxy. Um, which again, they didn't learn anything because they already knew that from the narrator's voice. This movie's making some bold choices. That's that's what I'm going with. Now, what I want to know, though, mm-hmm. is from you, Jay. Holiday special versus this. I will also defend the absolute garbage fire that is the holiday special forever. For the record, I've seen the holiday special at least 12 times, start to finish. So you're saying that if somebody sat, sat you down and said, do you want to watch Caravan of Courage or... Do you want to watch holiday special? You would emphatically choose a holiday special every I would, time. I would pick the holiday special. The holiday special is so gloriously bad that I like transcend to another plane of existence. Like it causes me physical pain. I go through like the five stages of grief, like all sorts of weird things happen to like, not even just like your brain, but like your body reacts to that movie in like a way that is like, you just don't understand like this is star Wars, but it's also just a lot of musical numbers sort of strung together. I mean, Caravan of Courage actually had a plot, which was a, an interesting choice for a Star Wars TV special, something I wasn't 100% sure whether I could actually anticipate. But it, it, it also doesn't sort of trigger that thing in my brain that makes my brain want to go like, what happened here? And watch it again and be like, okay, but what happened here? How did this happen? Now, we know just from previous knowledge that this movie takes place before Return of the Jedi. We don't know how early it is, so we don't know where in the timeline it runs. But I think it's relatively close to all... I think I think Return of the Jedi is very close to this because... And I think this family is part of the Rebellion. And the reason why I think that is because Mace is wearing a Rebel, a rebel fighter outfit. So he's either training to become a rebel fighter or he just loves the the rebel fight, fighter pilot mentality because he is flat out wearing a rebel fighter outfit. He is, but I don't think it has any rebel insignias on it because I was looking for that and I don't, I didn't see any like logos or insignias or anything that would show that he is in fact part of the rebellion. So he's maybe just wearing a flight suit I'm not sure, though. Have we ever seen just a regular flight suit in Star Wars before? No, but I have to assume they exist. 
Yeah, they, they 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 would have to. I mean, maybe maybe he's just a really big fan of the rebellion and wants to like cosplay as them. Which I understand. Before he's level. Before he's before he's old enough to actually join the rebellion. Because he's what fourteen, fifteen. I think he's fifteen. Fifteen. I think he's fifteen in this. So he's actually not that older than uh, he's he's not that younger than uh, uh, what Luke was when he joined. Because Luke was what eighteen? Nineteen. Nineteen. So he's only he's only a few he's only a few years away from being able to fully join the rebellion. That's true, but he was just running around in a sort of in a flight suit but not quite what were his parents wearing because they weren't wearing anything flighty were they no i think i think the two of them and sindel were just wearing like jumpsuits yeah just regular jumpsuits like we're going for a drive suits something like that i don't think they were wearing anything special interesting so he yeah so he was the only one who was the pilot when they crashed see I think yes. You're thinking, okay. I think yes, because the at the very beginning when the parents were trying to find their kids, I think one of the parents said, I shouldn't have yelled at him. I shouldn't have been mad. And then later on, he said, you know, I just wish I was the best son possible. I believe that he crashed the plane. He crashed the ship on this planet. And, that, and, that, and that's why everybody was mad at him. And that's why... He, he, and that's why he ran away and the parent like the parents went off to get food and everything and then he ran away and with Sindel and then when they came back they were gone and then they got kidnapped by the Gorax and then when they and then when they came back and then when the kids came back they realized the parents weren't there and then they heard the Ewoks coming Sindel went and hid in the little drawer and he went to like try and figure out the noise. That's my theory of like what happened leading to this. Is that the order of things? I didn't. I wasn't sure if they. Well, because the first mm. thing we see is the parents doing like a full on e, e like like an ET scene. Like yes. that was a full on ET scene. Yes, I just wasn't sure if that chronologically happened after because later we see the kids alone in the shuttle. The Ewoks come, and then the Ewoks take them back to their village. And then I thought maybe the parent scene slots in actually after that. So, although maybe I'm giving it, it would this make, movie I mean, too much credit for nonlinear narrative. <laughs> I mean, it would it would make sense because when the parents were going through the ship and yelling like "May Sindel, where are you?" If she if the little girl was like in that little drawer hiding why wouldn't she just come out and say mom dad you yeah, know they're clearly not there at that yeah. point so that's why i think like they went off to like they ran off or something because they were mad but it would make sense if they flipped it although th- that would just be like a weird like like nobody would be able to clue into that then at some point like you would literally have to make up a story to 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 determine why the parents were there for, why they did the parent scene at night first and then the kids scene the next because that, that would just be like a weird order. It's a weird order, but Mace tells... What's her face? This, like, Sindel. Sindel? Let's okay. get that right, okay? Sindel? Because I, I heard a theory online, and oh, you know no. how I like my theories, but I'll get into that right after. And you know how I hate them. Because exactly. um, Mace tells Sindel that like maybe... When she's like, maybe our parents are dead. And he's like, no, they're not dead. They're alive. It's like, maybe it took a long time to find help. Because I think the parents went off in search of help. I think that's... Do so you think the parents went off to search search for help? Yeah. Then the Ewok then chronologically then chronologically the Ewoks found them, t- yes. took them, and yes. then the parents came back. Yes. And that's when the Gorak scene happened. 
Yes. That's, that is my working theory. I can believe that. I think that, that, that makes I, sense. I think that makes maybe the most sense, but I'm not 100% certain. It, it does make the most plausible sense, and there's less stretching of the imagination in your, th- in, in your idea than in mine, because mine creates this entire backstory of, like, they're angry at each other, and they're fighting, and they're feuding, and they're, and they're leaving. I so, still like that. I just don't think there's a lot of... I just don't think there's that extra them leaving and coming back. Like, I don't think the kids left the space shuttle and came back. No, I could see that. Yeah. But I do like the theory that the kid was driving. Oh, I think, I think I, that's, that. that's what I'm, I'm sticking with. That's why he was wearing the flight flight suit. Cause maybe, maybe this was like, like dad's going to finally let, let, let me fly, fly the ship. And then like the first time he fly flies this, he, cr- he crashes. You see, I already like this theory a lot more than the movie we <laughs> witnessed. Is there angsty fan fiction about this? Oh, probably. It's Star Wars. There's got to be angsty fan fiction. Okay. Now, one thing that this wasn't a a, a theory online that I heard. It was just a post that I saw somebody make that I thought if it was true, it would have been so (laughs) If this is about Ray's parents, no, 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 no. Somebody came up with the idea because Sindel looks very similar to a young Gwendolyn Christie. The idea that Sindel grew up to become Captain Phasma is such like an interesting theory that makes me smile. Like I want to know if that's like, I <laughs> would want to know where that, that journey went. Oh, cause she was so sweet. She was so nice. She was playing with animals. Like there was, yeah, we'll get to animals in a second. Cause there was animals everywhere, but I like the idea of like the sweet little girl, like what happened to her to become like the most fierce, like non force using fighter in the entire galaxy that everybody fears. I love that idea. It's such a, like a, like a, like a dark journey. Like how did that happen? I would love that little Sindel turned into angry captain Phasma. I feel like that captain Phasma book, which I haven't read yet, probably disproves this theory, but a hundred percent does. Okay. That's all right. You can hang on to it. That yeah, that's just one of my like running theories that I think would be so much fun. Like okay. I, w- I want them to find a way to, to to bring these into canon. I'm one of those people who doesn't need everyone to be related to everyone. I don't need everyone to be braided so literally into the Star Wars universe. I oh, like... I don't need them to be braided. I would have just loved if like <laughs> but you do want somehow. I just think that would, that would have been a really interesting story. Like, how does this little girl tur- turn dark? Um, and I'd like to imagine that, like, part of it was because her brother, like, they grew up together, and then, like, she realized just how stupid he is, and then she, like, went off on her own, and then she ended up, it, it you know, it, 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 I feel like her story would be, like, a Tori Amos song. Or, like, dramatic. Or, exactly, right? That, that's what I think. I think her story would be, would be that. And I'd be down for that. I'd be down for a Sindel de Phasma standalone film. <laughs> it's probably, it, I, I would put it number two in my dream standalone films you would num- you would waste your number two on this oh 100 okay 100 <laughs> percent. that seems like so much fun there's just so many stories that everyone like obi-wan i already know so much about obi-wan that like i'm good i'll love a movie about him but i'm good phasma other than the book sindel neither of us have read <laughs> no no but like what caused sindel to turn to phasma would be amazing to me be so good i would joy i'd be the only one in the theater i mean the theater way would be packed but I'd, I'd be the only one there that was like really there for this oh yeah that'd be down 
And this is only like the first movie because there was a second movie. Like, and the second movie like goes so much more than this. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I will ask you after seeing this. Yeah. Would you ever watch this second one? I mean, I think I would just for the sake of Star Wars, because I'll watch pretty much anything that's Star Wars at least once. Repeat viewings, probably. But um, I would watch it. I'm not sure I would enjoy it immensely, but that's okay. There's so much more that happens in that one. There's a magical There's a magical um, sorcerer. There's a gang of orcs that have their own lair. Um, there's like an angry, there's like this weird creature that runs like really fast, like fat, like faster than the speed of light fast. Isn't it called Battle of Endor or something like oh, that? Oh, Battle for Endor, Battle yes. Battle for Endor, okay. Yeah. So it's not the Battle of Endor. It's Battle of Endor, Battle for, for but Endor. It's, it's, but it's not the Return of the Jedi battle? No, no. Again, it happens before Return of the Jedi. So again, there's a lot that happened before Return Return of the Jedi. I mean, a lot of Star Wars happened before Return of the Jedi. Yes, but like on this, but like on this specifically on the moon. Okay, cool. Planet. There was a lot that happened. All right. I mean, but there are no lightsabers, and there's no John Williams score. There's some good matte paintings, though. I'll give them that. The matte paintings were good. Matte paintings were beautiful in this. Yeah. That's like the one thing that like Star Wars always. No matter how bad the the movie is, the matte pa- paintings have been amazing, and, yeah. you, and you could like hang them on your wall as legit art. Full marks for matte paintings. Exactly. So the produ- production designer in this, hands down. Now I did find out. I couldn't find a lot of in- information about this, but I did find out that George, that I know right that George Lucas like drew, like he fought so hard to get control of this because when he made the holiday special and he gave up a lot of creative control he was embarrassed and he he it's well known he hated he hates it so he like dragged this and was like no i'm gonna be in charge i'm running the show he didn't direct it but the story was by by him and he was like no this is going to be this is going to be when george lucas said that star wars is a is a series for kids this is what he meant to make and that's cool and i'm like i'm not sad that it exists but it's also not a thing that I will put on and witness repeatedly. Oh no, you ne- you I don't think you need to watch this again. If you're a Star Wars, if you're even, like this movie's only for those hardcore Star Wars fans who like I need to see everything Star Wars. Is it? I disagree. I think it's for children who casually enjoy Star Wars. I don't think it's for hardcore fans. <laughs> so, if you okay, that would actually be interesting. I'd like to see I'd like to test that theory and like like parents who are really into star wars like find this and show your kids when they're like maybe like six six maybe like oh no no you could do younger maybe like four to four to seven yeah it pitches younger than the like the mainline star wars movies like it felt a lot younger even though those movies are also very accessible for like an eight-year-old this one this one was definitely aimed at small children. And yet we're sitting here watching it. You and, made me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I, I've, been, I've been trying to drag you for a while to, to watch this. And I thank you. You are welcome. I've now seen this twice. That seems like too low a number, quite frankly. For a Star Wars film? That's true. Yeah. 
and it, it never even says like star Wars. like there's nothing to do like it never even says anything to do they don't even use the term ewoks in it the only people like the only person who says ewoks is the narrators hmm. so like it's so devoid of anything star wars that the only thing star wars about, about it is literally the ewoks and the fact that it's on endor nothing else screams star wars it screams like space adventure yeah it has sort of space fantasy adventure all over it but it doesn't yeah it's missing some some of those really key star wars elements but they're also we both pointed out that our good friend mace is really cut from this like the luke skywalker cloth oh my god he look he look he like the actor looks like a young like he looks like uh, he looks like the brother of 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 mark hamill yeah like they could be either brothers or or cousins or something like that but but like the hair i could even see like 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 the attitude is like a young luke skywalker as well thinking he knows the best but i was gonna go to tashi station you know you know throwing things around and they just don't get me i could see this being like a young luke skywalker i kind of disagree with that mostly because I have a lot of love for Luke Skywalker in all of his forms, so I will also sit here and defend whiny Luke Skywalker forever. Um, this movie doesn't have any droids as well. It doesn't, which is a real. I think that's what I think that's what pulls it out of being of being Star Wars. Is there's no droids, and there's one late, and there's one laser, and there or there's one gun, and I didn't know guns could lose energy we're almost out of energy i never nobody i didn't know how their guns worked i just know that 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 they shot lasers but in this one it clearly shows that there's like a charge to it yeah i see i think i knew that from like supplemental material i obsessively read visual dictionaries as a child and also as an adult now and definitely a lot of like some of the books which are legends now i'm sure but there's definitely mentions of charging various things including lightsabers in one of them but i think that one's definitely legends now but there's definitely some there's definitely battery packs and energy stuff happening but it hasn't ever really been mentioned in canon as a problem before (laughs) oh we forgot one other thing the candle oh yeah the candle had nothing like i don't know what that scene was for oh yeah that was the most holiday special that this movie got (laughs) which honestly i kind of enjoyed because there's nothing screams Nothing screams Star Wars TV movie to me like watching a bunch of characters watch something that isn't very interesting for a very long time. Because that's like all the holiday special is. And this movie had a couple scenes where characters just sort of watch a thing that is happening with like, wow, this is so cool. What a great thing. But like you as the audience are like, okay, it's some sort of fairy light sort of things dancing around in the sky. And it goes on for what feels like 10 straight minutes. I got very much like a Fantasia vibe um, in that scene where you had all the fairies like dancing with uh, flowers and then they were on the pond and they were like skating on the pond. I got that feel a lot, a lot, a lot from it. I don't know why. That's being pretty generous to Caravan of Courage version. <laughs> <laughs> Comparing it to Fantasia? Yeah. yeah there's, pro- I mean, yeah. There's far sure. less coordination uh, in the Caravan of Courage version of this. But like, where did those things even like come from? And what was the point? Like, I don't understand the point of that scene. The like, because, like, they all got sucked into the candle, except, mm-hmm. except for one. I don't know why one. Uh, and, like, they all got sucked into the candle, and then we never saw the candle again, and there was no real purpose for it. And, like, they weren't attacking them. They were just dancing in the sky at night. 
I don't have an answer for you. I just, I don't have an answer. We will just have to accept that we will never know. But what was your opinion of the Madonna fairy, as I like to call her? The Vogue fairy. Another, again, I was getting some real holiday special vibes. Some of those poses were incredible, though. It's just like, <laughs> great, good. Now we can, the kid can watch a, a being of light dance in his hands for I, too long like and then we just cut back and she was sort of dancing and posing and you're like oh okay it kind of reminded me of the circus scene in the holiday special where yeah. you get to, we get to watch a wookie watch the circus for like five minutes but the little light fairy it eats giggles yeah both of those scenes could be lifted out of this movie and we would lose very little plot relevance although i guess this movie could have been turned into a one-hour special very easily. Very easily. Again, this was the, the longest ninety minutes I have experienced in quite some time. Yeah, it made it. It made no sense. I don't know why. I th- I think they were trying to push it to ninety minutes simply because they were trying to make it. I think it originally was supposed to be a one-hour special, but then they ended up. But then they ended up having to make it a, like like a two hour movie, fill a two hour block with com- commercials. You had to fill a two hour block, so they had to to make it. So I think some of those scenes were were blatantly added in. Yeah, there was definitely that vibe of stretching for time, and they would just like cut to an owl. It was like great, and then they cut to an owl again. You were like, great, owl's still there, which I liked actually. I like knowing there are space owls. That's pretty important for my Star Wars universe. Well, there's not only space owls, there's space chickens, there's space ferrets, there's space ponies, there's one space, like, legit size horse. That's it. That's true. There was no other giant horse. There was no other regular horses. Every I other felt- horse was tiny except, except for that one horse. I felt bad for that horse. That had to carry, like, a whole house. Yeah, what was with the house? I don't get that part. I like, I don't know. Like, I don't get it. Again, I, apparently, they not only caravan with very small children on very dangerous missions, but they have, like, a house prepared to do this? They're like whatever i like to believe though that wit that wicked and his family are like farm people and okay. then when and then and then when they went in to, to see the doctor that was them like going into town okay so i i because i mean their farm they had like llamas like they had llamas horses chickens ferrets um like they had so many animals and um and they had so and like nobody else was there and then they went into the scene where, like, every other house is on a treetop. And that's, like, when we originally saw it in Return of the Jedi, all the houses were, like, up on trees until we saw, like, this. And they were living, like, f- the farm life. Yeah, I was sort of thrown by that at the beginning because we spent a lot of time with Ewoks and trees. Like, that was their their thing. And then immediately this movie's like, here they are. Here's their, like, hut on the ground. You're like, oh, okay. I guess that was cheaper to film. <laughs> Oh, this movie was so. This movie looked like it was flat out budget, flat out budget. Yeah, uh, and there was like, and the, and it almost looked like they they had to like reuse sound sta- sound stages from um, other movies, other TV shows, to just to see. And and I'm so confident that the spiders, the giant spiders, the random like like giant squirrel dog that was trying to like chase them oh yeah like i feel like that was like leftover stuff from like 1960s like harryhausen movies and they're like well let's uh use this it's like look at this spider it's perfect yeah i also it had some real lord of the rings vibes 
but like really budget Lord of the Rings vibes. Because they are sort of following. They're on a quest. They're they on, have they, on a quest. They had to collect all the people to, to form this caravan. They were given gifts that will come in useful during their journey. There was spider. There, there was, was a, a spider, spider near the end. Yep. Did they? But they didn't trip Saruman. No. In, in the movie, in this movie, they did. It's not a perfect comparison, but there were just a few moments there where it was like, man, this has this has some Lord of the Rings vibes, but you know, with a tiny fraction of the budget. It was a TV budget, eighties TV budget, eighties TV budget. And they That's did, all they were able to do. They did their best. Yep. It also ends like very abruptly too. Every scene ends abruptly. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, for, for a movie that's really taking its time, scenes end and they are wiped away immediately. You don't get to linger on a feeling for like when he gets pulled out and they're like, "Wicked saved you." I know. Thank you. Wipe. Next scene. Instant. Wipe. Like, yeah. Wow. Let's just go. We should have counted the wipes. Because I think this probably had more wipes than the Last Jedi, which is oh, the, that would have been good. which is the smallest number of wipes I believe in a mainline Star Wars film. That means we're gonna have to watch it a third time at some point. You know what? I said we should have, not we should. When Those we watch <laughs> when we watch the sequel, we'll see if there's wipes on that one. Okay. Because the sequel, like legit, has a lot going for it, and it also starts. You said this one was better. <laughs> this was the you got to pick, and you picked this one, saying it was better. This one is more. It's not the other one just feels like overblown and there's just like so much going on and a lot just doesn't make any sense. And like why is this even happening and where did all this stuff come from? That sounds like a Star Wars TV movie to me. Um, yeah, where this one feels more tamed, more toned down, more like this one feels like it had a per- like it had a di- di- direction. Like it's a very simple film. Yeah. Crash land, parents get taken away, kids get pulled in by the natives, they have to form a union to go and save their parents. Very simple plot. Yeah. No, the he- other one is like there's like a as I said there's like a sorceress, there's an orc gang, there's a castle they have to break into, there's this like weird speed creature um Wilford Brimley, as I said, isn't it as well? Which again, as, as I, I know, as soon as you see his face, you'll you'll know. And he's and he's and he's like a very crusted old character in this in this too. And it's also weird, like him with Sindel, this little girl. I don't know. I'm, we'll talk more more about it then. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to the caravan of courage, Jay, your overall opinion, if you were to add this mm-hmm. into your your ranking of the movies mm-hmm. where would this rank i mean i understand that it is better than the holiday special but the holiday special is so wonderfully bad that i really think that if you're gonna watch a non like obviously all the episodes of star wars are essential um and i love them all um, but if you're going to watch something that isn't, you know, Star Wars episode five or whatever, like any episode, if you're going to watch something, you're going to branch out and get adventurous. I honestly think the holiday special is more important to watch just in terms of like television history. This is just like a made for TV movie that is for small children and it is fine. Yeah, I, 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 I can agree with that. I think this is, this doesn't hold a candle to no matter how much I hate Anakin and in Attack of the Clones. And, How dare you? And no, 
yeah, that's right. I, I said it. How dare um, you? We'll do a Star Wars podcast at one point. Um, <laughs> you and me fighting about Attack of the Clones. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Um, I think this is actually a great movie if you're not sure, if, if, if you're waiting for like a specific time to show your kids like the Star Wars movies and you're like, they're not old enough yet. I think this is a really good one as like an introduction. This is like a good, like you're, I, I like as a parent, I, too, I think you're too young to watch A New Hope. Because I think you have to start with A New Hope. That's the rules. Um, yeah. And I think this is like a good good one where if you're like still like two years away from showing them A New Hope, this is a good one to kind of like start them off. Maybe, but also it's the kind of thing that they might watch it and go, oh, that's Star Wars? Ew. And then just never, and then just not care, which is a dangerous game to play well, also I, I think there are better things aimed at smaller children that are star wars that are probably more interesting and engaging you mean like the tv shows like like rebels and clone wars yeah like both of those exist that forces of destiny thing exists like all of that there's a lot of star wars stuff out there have you ever seen anything from the uh lego uh fr- star wars freemaker adventures no because you said it pitched super young it's super <laughs> like it pitches younger than the than this i think um but yeah i tried watching one episode and i'm like nope i'm out i i can't go that young but uh but yeah you know caravan of courage those ewoks sure were able to show off some courage they they had courage i will give them that and there was a caravan so the title was true and there was an adventure with ewoks so you got everything so you got everything the title promised you i i did indeed not a whole lot more but i got that <laughs> Well, Jay, I want to thank you for uh, coming over and uh, talking Star Wars Caravan of Courage. I know that this was probably the last one that you thought we were going to talk about when we were going to talk about a Star Wars film first. That is true. But we'll have plenty of time to talk about everyone, all the other ones, and everybody has already talked about all the other ones. Let's. let's, I wanted to talk talk about one that very few people are talking about, and we did it. I wanted to. I wanted to do the hipster Star Wars one. The one that nobody's seen, but everybody's no no knows of. So again, Jay, I want to thank you for joining me today. You are welcome. I hope you had a good time as as I had a good time. And with that, we're going to end. And again, I want to thank everybody for listening. You can follow me at Mets at the Movies on Twitter. If you have any suggestions of any podcasts or any movies you'd like for me to talk about, I'd be happy to hear them. Interested to hear. And uh, again, thank you, and I will see you at the next screening.